I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's trick flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a Reach Cult, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi again, or maybe for the first time. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not watching you, but the N- the NSA is, and, and all those others. CSI, NSA, NASA, whoever. The Shatari. All right, today, uh, this will be going out on uh, October the 6th, uh, 2013, and it'll be podcast 457, and I have Chris Clemente on the line on Skype. At least for right now. How you doing, Chris? Yo. 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 Hey, Jesse. You ready to cook that new batch? Okay. So Chris and I are both really big fans of both uh, Dexter and Breaking Bad. So we said, okay, how can we make a Trex and Sci-Fi show with those two shows in it? Well, we're going to do it anyway, but we're going to wrap it. We're going to wrap it around a sort of, uh, you know, sort of, let's call it a, you know, a gold pressed latinum layer of, of anti-heroes is the sort of the topic and the subject for, for this week, because there's a whole bunch of them, right, Chris? Oh my goodness. So many more than I thought. I was like, this all started with like the Punisher or like Death Wish, but no, 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 they're they're everywhere. Uh, and you know, even though a lot of people, you know, I you know, I talk to and and I, and I think it's maybe there's a little bit, certainly more of it now, perhaps, but but there, you know, there are so many TV shows and movies, both sci-fi, fantasy, and, and obviously drama type stuff that that involve antiheroes. I think it's an interesting subject. And it certainly is a, is is a cool thing to talk about since you get a lot of character development and interesting, you know, different uh, actors playing the roles and, and and just lots of good stuff. So not very black and white anymore in you know movies and TV and books and everything like that. Not not for a long time. So with all that, uh, a little bit of a warning right now. We we'll probably get to it later on in the show talking a bit more about Dexter, Breaking Bad, and those things that will slide inside that um, sci-fi fantasy wrapper. But 
though there will be spoilers probably at that point and maybe some along the way we will try not to do too much of that but it's going to be hard to talk about a few things without putting out some of those spoilers so if those shows are important to you if you haven't really watched them and you think you will or are interested and it bothers you i mean uh It'll be a while before we get to those main shows. We're going to talk about some other general topics and characters, I think, first. But um, so you've been warned, so don't send me any hate mail because <laughs> it'll just get bounced back to you and I won't read it. So anyway, Chris, the um, so uh, I know you did a little bit of background on this. I, I, I spent five minutes at least going to Wikipedia and IMDb. So uh, and I'm, then I'm going to rely on my you know, somewhat faulty at times, but still working memory of, of some characters that I've enjoyed over the years. But uh, why don't you run down, you know, what, you, what you've what you pulled out, you know, maybe some of the background and history or whatever you'd like to start with uh, to get us get us going here on, on the subject of anti-heroes in, yeah. in, I guess we could call it in media. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just talk about what the definition of an anti-hero is, right? That's I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think some people would say, "Oh, he's made of antimatter," and you'd be <laughs> right. You'd be absolutely right. Yes. He's from the alternate universe. He's from the JJ verse. They're he's all, from. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't that that Lazarus guy? Remember Lazarus? Oh yes. He, you came. Anti-matter? You came. Yes. Then they like zap each other at the end. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, well, the, the <laughs> a very sixties episode that one. Yeah, is a um, a leading character in the in a film book whatever who lacks some or all of traditional hero qualities like altruism, idealism, courage, nobility, fortitude, and moral goodness. So he's not um, Clark Kent. He's not Superman. At least at yeah. least the traditional Superman that most people know. But yeah. Uh, so, like, your classical heroes larger than life. Anti-heroes are typically inferior to the reader in intelligence, dynamism, or social purpose. Uh, um, so, I mean, I guess, really... Well, how do you look when, at it? What, do you, what, 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 what to you are the sort of signs or, or symptoms or, or personality of an anti-hero? Uh, well, probably, I mean, definitely somebody who does something that you don't agree with like killing or something like that but mm-hmm. they have yeah the, uh, like some kind of a goal in mind that seems to be like a good goal like maybe well this guy sort of like dexter this the system failed this guy got away with killing somebody so i'm just gonna even the scales mm-hmm. but i'm gonna yeah. do that by by killing him so right i'm not gonna know. just like march him off to jail and and say thank right. you officer here is the suspect Old, yeah, you, you know, know, and and I wouldn't call like Batman is not an anti-hero. Batman is a hero. You know, you think he's, so? He, I mean, yes, would you, you? I mean, it, it, now what? He what? doesn't kill. He doesn't have moral. He doesn't have any moral gray areas at all. Batman is very. So you think it's black. the gray area part of it that that yes. is that that is well. What about somebody so that? Um, well, yeah. So obviously, a complete villain like the Joker, for example would right. not ever ever be able to be considered an anti-hero and and somebody like superman really for the most part isn't that way either but batman i don't know i, I think there's a few times in the comics they sort of have brought that out but you're right i mean he i mean he does break the law you know he takes the mm. law into his own hands i mean some of those well, so things, do all superheroes though really so well, i mean some of them are you know they're there's they're card-carrying members of the avengers and all that and sometimes government sure. saying i mean you're yeah that that part of it a little bit but i mean i don't know he kind of uh he certainly has his own code 
you know, uh, of doing things. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, you're right. I mean, I agree with you that he isn't, but I think there's a little bit of that in there, just a little, I mean, at times. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought about, I said, well, Batman's an anti-hero. Then I kind of just sat down and thought about Batman and I know a lot about Batman. Yeah. Uh, way too much for a 40 year old man does. But I mean, the fact well, of the matter is that just because of, I think mostly when I think of an anti-hero, it's that moral area where, um, they have a line that they will not cross. Whereas I think people that are anti-heroes like the Punisher yeah. or like well, Rorschach. Is it, the, is it always just, just the killing thing though? I mean, is that, is that a big part of it? Do you think that, that, uh, a character like one, one of them that, 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 you know, popped into my head because I've always, you know, I watched all the Joss Whedon stuff and I like it a lot sure. is, but one of the characters that popped into my head was like Angel from, you know, his own show and from Buffy, you right. know, where, I mean, he generally tried to do mostly the good thing, but occasionally bad things happened and he would, he would kill, you know, when right. necessary, or at least when he thought it was necessary. So I kind of thought of him like that as opposed yeah. to, I guess, Batman who won't cross that line, right? You know, no, he so. never will. He never does. Even no, no matter what happens, he just he won't do it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, and the Punisher so, obviously is the big. He he he's like he's like the almost the opposite of of Batman in a way where Batman, you know, he you know Punisher is always going after criminals and stuff, but uh, the you know he doesn't take him to jail. <laughs> so <laughs> no, he generally blows him away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was just a response to Death Wish. That was just sort of let's make Death Wish into like a superhero type of character. And that's oh, was that was it. that just has he been around that long since that film? Yeah, since the yeah. early seventies. He was okay. in Amazing Spider-Man number one twenty-seven was his first appearance oh, okay. way back. Yeah, um, and he was a he was sort of a villain type character. Another, you know, another thing that I always thought of when I think of anti-heroes, another quality that they always seem to have is, is, and I should say a lot of these things that that I think of or that we we might will probably be talking about is there's a lot of different qualities. It's not like you know you have to have these four things to equal an anti-hero. But one of the things that I I see a lot of these guys have is sometimes they're kind of reluctant to do what they do. They don't really. Right. Some of them, a lot of them, don't really seem to like it. You know what I mean? They they seem to be like the like like one in Star Wars is like Han Solo. You know, he, sure. he, he he's you know, and the whole Han shot first thing, I think it's why everyone has always been you know crazy over that whole thing with George Lucas changing that is is because I think most people feel that really intrinsic intrinsically changed his character to somebody yeah. that like hey you know what I'm gonna kill you before you kill me. You know what I mean? Not not obviously a traditional hero type move at all. You know. Yeah. So so the you I know, agree with you. I, yeah. I that's why I hated it because I was when I was a kid I thought Han Solo is a badass dude. You know, like yeah. You know, and that was sort of like he was more he, he was more like say Clint Eastwood. You know, from like one of those movies where he would just shoot a guy. Instead of, you know, not, he's not going to wait for the guy to draw on him. He's well, I think you got to keep in mind, you know, he's he's this guy who's been surviving out there on the frontier like a, a smuggler for all these years. He, you really can't be just this guy like, you know, goes along and be Mr. Clean Cut. I don't I, I think you need to get your hands dirty a little bit to survive under that yeah. set of conditions. So, And I think but what it comes to Han Solo, yeah. 
you all go, well, Han Solo, he's got a good heart, you know. He, he and I think he mean? does it's, still. He, he, you right. know, he, 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 he saves. You know, he comes back for Luke. I mean, there's, there's, you know, countless times in the movie that points out that you know he, he still, you know, saves the princess. You know, he, you know, I mean, he does the right. He kind of does the right thing, but he still will do, cross that line if necessary. He's, to, yeah, to, he's selfish. Yeah. He's a little bit selfish. He's a, he's horny. Sure. You sure. know what I mean? He's got some uh, qualities that aren't. Ad- <laughs> he's got some qualities that aren't admirable, but he's got. Not tonight, Chewie. Okay, I'm cleaning the hyperdrive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was looking at this. Listen, list. Goldenrod. <laughs> oh no. That's um, what happens when Rico drinks some margaritas while he's yeah. podcasting when it's late at night. It's a good thing I drank my scotchy, scotchy, scotch earlier. Yeah. Um, this list, though, I was looking at this list of antiheroes and like uh-huh. fiction stuff, and they have Gollum on the list. And I gotta say, Gollum is not an antihero because Gollum does not do the right thing in the end. I mean, he is. I guess you could say that if it wasn't for him, the ring would not have been destroyed. But he no, wasn't doing I think it I wouldn't of- put him in that category. He, he's 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 just out really for himself. There's no yeah. there's no point where he really that I can think of very well where he does anything. You know, like Han does, and comes back and saves Luke, and you know, at oh. the la- you know, spins Darth Vader off into to the space. You know, shoots, and I mean, there's none of that going on with Gollum. He doesn't pop in, you know, occasionally. I will, I will save you, Bilbo, from the spider, you know, or whatever. I, you know, doesn't doesn't happen. So, no, I, I wouldn't put him on that list. I'm like, oh, this is not. Accurate. No, he, no, I don't know. think so. No, not. But this at- is an interesting, interesting list of just kind of more current antiheroes, like say Ferris Bueller and I can see that because like Ferris Bueller was a guy who you know he was kind of a arrogant prick kid mm-hmm. but he he's he also had his main goal for the day was to um help his friend feel better really you yeah. know his friend was depressed yeah. he was like I want him to feel better so they took him he, out but yeah I mean he did yeah. all he, kinds of crummy stuff but I well, mean he's got that combination of things going on where it's like I want to help my friend but you know what I'm going to have a good time too you know what I mean? It, it, he's not just totally doing something for the other guy completely. Yeah, and this like this. This is a very broad definition for some people. More broad than I would give it. Mm-hmm. Um, like say Michael Corleone. I don't think you've. I don't. I don't think you've seen The Godfather. I don't think you're a big fan of it. But Michael Corleone in The Godfather starts off as a very admirable character, which is he was a World War II veteran and didn't really want to be involved in any of the family stuff. But his father gets. Uh, well, there's that reluctant, to, yeah. There's that reluctantness right. part of it in there, but, you know. But once he becomes like Don Corleone, there's mm-hmm. really n- nothing he does. It's really that admirable at all. He's just sort of doing awful things. But is he doing it for the good of his himself family. and his family or whatever? Well, that's yeah. what he says. But just yeah. like which we'll talk about Breaking Bad later. Yeah, that's a huge part of that show. So yeah, it's sort of very similar. I, it reminds me a lot of Michael Corleone. Mm-hmm. Who says he's doing things for his family, but really, he's yeah. doing it for him. He's yeah. doing it for, for other reasons that don't have uh-huh. anything to do with the safety or of his family. Because uh, if he really cared about his family, he wouldn't be doing any of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think that there's got to be a difference between antihero and protagonist. Oh you know sure, I mean? like, yeah. Well, a protagonist like, is just—is this the guy that moves the story along? You know, he can be any anything really. I mean, there's not a, you know, good evil in the middle of the road or whatever. I mean, that's one of the things I think antiheroes are generally 
characters that are sort of in the middle of the road. They're in sort of this, yeah. like you said, the gray area of things. They'll they'll right. do things under certain situations and circumstances that you know a true hero wouldn't wouldn't do. You know, right. type stuff. You know, here's a, here's a good one. Here's here's one that's it's a fantasy. It's a, a, a Snape from Harry Potter. Definitely, that goes right into that. Oh yeah, whole yeah. I have nothing to be scared of, Igor. Can you say the same? Power of our clemency will help shield you from access or influence. In these lessons, I will attempt to penetrate your mind. You will attempt to resist. Prepare yourself. Let gentlemen. Well, he he's he he's he you know he's a nasty kind of guy, but but yep. he's he's got sort of certain things that that will make him stand up, you know, and do do differently than he's done before. You know what I mean? He's got he's got a kind of a code going on too, a little bit, but uh, yeah, you know, his and him and his actual heroics don't really come to light until the the last book or movie. Sure. Yeah. And then when you see when you see actually what he was doing. Uh, through all those stories, and uh, and you realize that he was, he was a guy that did something bad. He went over with Voldemort, and then he regretted it. Went to Dumbledore, and yeah. uh, wanted to do the right thing. And even when, and like when he was getting, you know, the first movie, first book, he got he got the rap from Harry for being the guy that's trying to kill him and everything. And really, yeah. he was trying to protect him. So, I mean, it's like... Well, that, another thing, too, that I noticed with anti-heroes is that they also sort of... A, a lot of them kind of shy away, shy away from the spotlight a little bit. Right. You, you know what I mean? They do things... They manipulate things and do things behind the scenes. You know, they'll, the Snape is a, is a, you know, a perfect example of that. That's not always true. Again, like I said, some of these qualities, some of them have more than others. But a lot of them will, you know, that Batman, you know, does that a little bit. But I mean, the, um, but I know you said he, you don't really feel he's one, but the, uh, you know, even Han Solo is doing some stuff like that, 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 you know, doesn't get really noticed. And, and, right. you know, there's, there's, it, it's a lot of grayness in this whole subject, really. And really, that's where I find interesting drama happens you know that's yeah. where the or all the best drama happens is well, because in the gray, you don't, and that's yeah you don't know what they're going to do too a little bit you know it's it's a little harder to predict under a certain right. set of circumstances there's no you don't know which way they'll go you know on a particular day you know is he going to save somebody is he going to stand up and do the right thing you know why why did he stand up and help that guy but not that guy whatever you know that kind of um, one I was thinking about is Snake Plissken, you know, from the Escape yep. movies. You know, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he, he's he's a definite um, anti-hero. You know, he's reluctant. You know, he does he does some nasty stuff. He's generally he, he's a very Han Solo type of character, um, but he you know he he'll he'll still do things for people that he cares about too. He'll come back. He'll he'll save people. You know that you know he's he becomes closer attached to so it's uh yeah i i, I love those those are good movies oh, so how awesome is escape from new york oh yeah I just yeah i love that movie i love the soundtrack I, I i i just love everything about that movie yeah it's just a, that's a great one yeah it's um it's a classic i mean if you don't if people haven't seen that you know check it out so yeah. um so i yeah it's like i'm just 
so that's a good example. You know, again, I'm looking at this this list that I'm looking on this on this website, but like uh, Tony Montana from Scarface is not an anti-hero. <laughs> he's a no. bad guy who's he's... the protagonist of the movie. Yeah, he, he, he's the he... protagonist, but that doesn't mean he's an anti-hero. It's like, um, yeah, they they, they, they like, blend that. They they yeah they they. That happens on some of these uh, movie and 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 I've heard people even people that I thought were sort of knew this stuff, you know, critics or writers will will say things, and I, I think they're they're really missing the point sometimes on on what an antihero is. It's not it's not somebody like that, you know. It's not like oh, we're putting a lead character in this movie, and he's really kind of a bad guy, so therefore he's an antihero because he's the lead character. No, no, no. No, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, another yeah, another comic book one that I always think of too is like Wolverine, like Logan. Oh, absolutely. Now Wolverine you know? is about the he's a classic antihero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as more so in the early comics than he is nowadays, where yeah. he shows up everywhere as a hero. But really, right, and he's tried over the years, you know, and it even came out in the in the last movie that they did where he tries to sort of push that part of him the animal side of him down you know not kill not do bad things those kinds of you know you know that you know there there is a struggle within him that's another good point i think that a lot of these characters have you know yes. they, they they're not they you know they kind of struggle with sometimes what to do you know what what should they do and and you know again not all the not all of them do that some of them are just real clear cut and, and you know, even in a gray area, they they know. Okay, I'll cross that line, but not that line. You know. Yeah, and Wolverine was kind of like a, just like more of a, I don't know, like he was just like grungier back before he became Hugh Jackman and very handsome and tall. <laughs> yeah, when very he, tall he, and handsome. Yeah, and not Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, and when he was, but when he was five foot three and hairy and kind of ugly looking. Although Hugh Jackman's he, pretty hairy, but. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, but I mean, I Wolverine was nobody ever in the, any comic book ever said, "Well, what Wolverine is quite a looker." You yeah. know, I was always like, "Oof." I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice. What's wrong with that guy? But I mean, he was always sort of he was always sort of like on the outside, like in the whenever there was an X Men sort of meeting, like he would be up in Cyclops's grill about. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, he'd be smoking a cigar, he'd be giving him crap, yeah. you know, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, he was definitely like the bad boy. It was like Wolverine mm-hmm. is like, well, that's the other thing like, too. Yeah, he's, it, it, so I mean, I love Wolverine. He's one of my favorite characters, but. I'm not going to complain that he's in a bunch of movies now. Hey, did you run across? And uh, I've got a, I've got a few of them, but uh, I, and I, I could I could start off with since we've been doing a lot of guys um, yeah. examples, but um, uh, related to the Joss Whedon thing, but like Faith from Buffy and Angel to me would be sort of she starts off not really like this. I don't think as much. She's 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 just pretty bad in general. But then she starts to do some. You know, she tries to redeem herself. There's that whole struggle of redeem redemption that Angel had too. But I think you know, I wanted to bring in some you know female type antiheroes too, and I think she'd sure. be a, she'd be a good one. I think even Buffy a little bit is like that. Although I think more she really turns into and, and is just a flat out hero for the most part. I've got a 
I've got a good female one. That I mean, she kills be, a bunch uh, of vampires and bad guys, sure. you know. So, yeah. I mean, if if that's the qualification, then I guess, yeah, in a way. But I, I think she leans a lot more towards the hero side of it, you know, than, sure. than that. There's a couple of, you know, few few parts of few, few seasons and a few episodes where it's not quite like that. She has this bad girl time phase when she's out running around with Faith and doing stuff. But, I mean, that um, – I don't think – in Overall, I wouldn't call. I'd call her more of a, a hero than an anti-hero. So, but Faith, about, no, definitely anti-hero. Yeah, well, the bride from Kill Bill, there's an anti-hero. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, because like she had a, a goal, which I guess was revenge. I guess she didn't realize that her daughter was alive. I guess when she just started killing everybody, she just wanted to kill Bill. But like, you're definitely on her side. Like she was wronged. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think yeah. that like you go, well, she was shot in the head and left for dead, and she was in a coma, and then you know, I guess I'd be pretty upset too. <laughs> so, yeah, there was I some mean, bad stuff that happened to her. Yeah, I mean, she kills a ton of people, but you know, in the end, she rescues her daughter and whatever. I mean, so I mean, that's a that's a pretty and and Quentin Tarantino works in antiheroes. Let's face it, uh, uh, yeah. Django, yeah. Um, definitely the guys in, in Glorious Bastards. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt that they kind of fit into that. You know, they're doing something. They're doing, yeah. I guess, the right thing by punishing Nazis, but they're doing yeah. it in a particularly br- brutal fashion. Uh, from Quentin Tarantino, Jules Winfield, which is Samuel, Samuel Jackson's character. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, uh, on a, well, I guess there's some women, too, in there, although most of the women were... Yeah, I think Zoe. But I was gonna say a lot of the a lot of the characters in Firefly. I mean, they're pretty oh, yeah. they're pretty much just about all of them are anti heroes too. To some to more degrees than others. Mal certainly is. Yep. Uh, you know, but uh, the females on there, I don't know. I, I think they were a little less so. Zoe, you know, Mal's you know basically second in command, and and yep. Gina Torres, you know, she's she's a pretty much an anti hero. But I don't think really like like River was. Yeah, not um or or Inara or Kaylee. And, Kaylee uh, definitely is just a nice character. No, me? yeah, yeah, but I mean they're part of a crew that robs and stuff like that. So I mean she kind of knows what's going on, you know. I mean it's not like she's completely clean, you know, and 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 that. So, uh, but there's definitely a lot of is them. is, uh, is Benjamin Cisco an antihero? Well. That's a good. That's a good question. I would say because he certainly bent his moral code a little bit. Yeah, I would say he was certainly out of all the you know. And there's always these these things of you know all the Star Trek captains. Everyone always wants to compare and talk about that. And he certainly you know Deep Space Nine has always been the the grayest of of the track you know. And and I think Cisco then especially as they get into the Dominion War and and some of the things he had to do especially with regards to pulling the Romulans in and, and, and just, yeah, no, I, I think, I think he is a little bit, but he's I, light, I, but I, you know, the real anti-hero of D space nine would have to be Garrick then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think he's, he's not he's, bad. He's not, he's not bad. He's not good. He's the closest he's not, he's to that. Of both. Yeah. He's the closest, maybe, maybe not as much as some of these other ones we've mentioned, but he, he's definitely in that, in that realm. He's there, you know, he's that, uh, he's that way. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know. I just just trying to find a Trek example. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, Star Star Trek's a little hard, you know. I mean, they're uh yeah. it, it it's it's pretty cut and dry. I, I mean I, I think there have been times where Worf was that way. They tried to push him that way a little bit. 
uh, at times. Well, I don't know. Worf with his honor code is kind of tough for him to be. But an can't you? Don't you think an anti-hero can have an, an a, a, a sort of an honor code though, or 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 that you know? I mean, do you think that they they don't lack honor, right? I mean, would you say Han Solo well, is is pretty honorable for the most part? I mean, he stands by his friends and and that. I mean, I I, I, um, I guess yeah. It, it's, I think that 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 kind of makes it. I guess that kind of makes it. Maybe whatever they their code is, like. Um, like Han Solo's main code was to do the right thing by his friends. He didn't yeah, really care eventually. so much about the. Re- I mean, he, he didn't hate the. He didn't hate. He didn't like the Empire, but he wasn't like looking to start war with the Empire. Right. Uh, they sucked him into it a little. I mean, I don't think on his own. I think once he got involved with you know Luke and Leia and, and the rebellion people a little bit, I think that pulled him in. He wasn't gonna. He wasn't really looking for it. You know what I mean? No. So. Uh, he didn't really care about the rebellion that much. He was just like kind of fond of. Luke and Leia, you know, so, uh, you know, but by the, of course, and by the third movie, he's somehow a general, but whatever. I mean, <laughs> everybody was a general, wasn't, weren't they by that point? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I think you even know. C-3PO was a general. In that movie. <laughs> oh my, oh my. <laughs> uh, what about the, uh, I don't know how much, you know, I've never covered the, these movies at all, but what about, uh, I, and I'm sure you've seen The Crow, yes. those, um, you know, I, I, I mean, that's I, I'd say definitely an anti-hero, but I, I think it's a it's it's he's a it's a weird character, you know, really. It's more like revenge, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sort of like I wanted to say um, Maximus from Gladiator too, because, but then again, you know, Maximus that character was wronged. He was, you know, his family was killed, and he's just basically goes to kill the guy that was responsible. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like, I don't know, sometimes it's, but I guess if you're going to, he's not, Maximus is a good character, but is he, isn't he? he just really a hero that uh, had horrible things happen to him and maybe the same thing with the crow? The crow, yeah. though, the, the, especially the, the first movie, he was just a regular guy who was robbed, who robbed and killed or whatever. Yeah. And then comes back as this, like, uh, spirit or whatever he is. He gets brought back to life and. Well, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I'm reading here a little bit about a couple of these other people and their sort of definitions of it. And one of the things that some of these places are saying that I'm seeing is that um, they 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 put into it more of it's a character that does things that are that are they're thought to be they're they're it's the end justifies the means. In other words, what they're doing is sort of be considered heroic, but it's their methods and the way they do it that isn't so you know, uh, doing it the right way. You know what I mean? Like right. where rather than taking a lot of it comes down to basically killing people rather than, you know, carting them off to jail is, is, is a lot of it. You know, that, that comes up a lot of like, well, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to kill you because you did this to me or you did this to somebody I cared about. So there, I'm going to kill you, you know, or well, yeah, I guess I'd say the crow definitely. And the same thing with gladiator. They're both. Yeah. You know? Where that, that, that is your, your Batman, you know, good, you know, situation where you're saying that you know since he does not do that he doesn't cross that line then you know it doesn't make him really an anti-hero with a lot of these definitions you know he has i really just don't feel like it i just i thought yeah i think you've uh you know i mean you've convinced me i mean i've always thought he had a little bit of that there just a little i you know but i i wouldn't i wouldn't throw him in a list or a category of it you know i think there's just a tiny bit of like you know it's not like, you know, Bruce Wayne decided, you know what, even though I'm a billionaire, I'm going to, you know, fight crime. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to join the police force 
and <laughs> I'm going to put on a badge and strap on a gun and go out and fight crime, you know, the legal, you know, normal way, I guess you could call it. No, I'm going to dress up in this funny suit and, you know, zoom around town on my Batmobile and, and, and hang people off buildings, but I won't kill any of them. Right. And then I'll put them in jail and I'll do it all again next week because they'll get out. <laughs> it's like... And to be honest with you, bef- I don't think that before The Dark Knight Returns... Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think anybody would have called Batman an anti-hero. Because you really think those movies? No, or, I mean, or, or the, I'm sorry, the, the comic, the comic, the yeah, comic, which was yes. really. I think I said this when we talked about this earlier. I was, yeah, that 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 book really altered. Not that Batman hasn't been hadn't been sort of dark a little bit and grittier in the 70s. Certainly, there was a little bit more of that. Certainly, than in the 60s. Yeah. Um, with some of the stories that they did. It and was, the Punisher influence, I think, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, once The Dark Knight Returns came out, when you looked at Batman in that book, he's like... I will show you who rules Gotham City! I'm not finished yet. Ah! You just crippled that man! He's young. He'll walk again. way he's way darker way harder oh sure yeah he breaks bones he he grabs people and he pretty much yeah he's 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 messing people up big time yeah much more than batman ever would before yeah yeah so i think that that, and that changed the course of batman forever whether it's for good or or ill i i definitely think that uh that book is awesome and i but i think that batman as a, a super dark type of character came from that and it, it's gone up and down even since then i mean but i mean mm-hmm. yeah he's not he's, like i'm still sticking by what i said earlier i'm pretty sh- i i, I anti-hero no oh, here, here's a good one this will this will get all our uk people uh uk friends uh, worked up what do you think about what do you think about doctor who yeah i actually did think about doctor who and depending on the incarnation though doesn't it i mean like david tennant's doctor yeah he did some pretty messed up stuff yeah, you know? I, I mean, he, he's he's he certainly isn't like you know as far as, as like a snake Pliskin. You know what I mean? No. I mean, you've got this whole range. Just like you have a range of heroes or villains, you have a range of antiheroes. All the way from the ones you go, okay, you plunk them right in there and go, he's definitely or she is an antihero. But Doctor Who, I mean, I, I think there are, there are some traces in there. I I don't think I could put him into that category completely though myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, don't know. I, I mean, what do you think? I, I mean, do you think he well, uses people? I mean, do you think? He, yeah, do, you, do you think I mean, that's? Well, I mean, but but he's loyal though. I mean, he he'll do anything when once people mess around with you know whoever his traveling companions are of the time, you know he he's you know he, he sort of got that Han Solo thing going. I guess it's a little anti-hero part of him, but uh, I think so. I think that you can make an argument for or against either way. I think that's yeah. The thing with yeah, because like there, you know, there's it's not like, as straightforward though. I no. mean, it it isn't as easy as like the Punisher, for example. You know, but or, then again, or you look Snake at the doctor, and yeah, I think now what you said earlier about the anti-hero thing, he his destroyed methods. his he destroyed his own people yeah. to stop the time war. Uh, yeah, and the Daleks. Well, they've come back a few times, but I mean, yeah, way too many, way too many times for my tastes. You know, it's like he okay. did destroy his whole planet. Full of billions of time lords, to, yeah. because the war was becoming too destructive, and the only thing to save 
everybody was to. It's a tricky kill. one. I I, I eh. wish I wish the uh, you know if any of you guys in the UK, I can always play them on a future a podcast if you want to send in an audio or something. Uh, you know, let us know what you think about that. That that's a that's a hard one, really. Yeah, um, I, I think, like I said, I think you can maybe argue either way, but yeah, because you can, po- I can point out things like him killing billions in the Time War with whatever the moment that thing that he had was, yeah, which I guess we might find out in the fiftieth anniversary special. Yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah. Another another good one, I think, definitely is Hellboy. I think I, oh, I yeah. think I think Hellboy is, is you know, he, he he'll he'll do some bad things. He's a reluctant hero, but but you know, he's certainly got a lot of. You know, the, the, just what the demon inside of him is really the the struggle. You know, and that that's another thing. These guys, a lot of them have some kind of internal struggle. You know, going on within their psyche is is I think another big. You know, you know, do I do the right thing? Do I not? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I go back for my friends? Do I take the money and run? What do I do? <laughs> take the money and run. Just take the money and run. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's definitely part of it is a struggle. Uh, where, you know, like even in Breaking Bad, there was lots of times where I think that they showed Walter having that struggle mm-hmm. and ultimately doing a horrible thing. <laughs> but Sometimes. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, though, we'll talk about that. I think, you know, maybe definitely. take a little break in a little while or, or and then cover a little I bit think we Dexter and and Dexter um, and, then, yeah. and then cover Breaking Bad, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, that definitely came up. Um, hey, what do you think about um, what do you think about Tony Stark? What do you think about Iron Man? Do you think he fits into that pretty well, or do you think he's more the clear cut hero type? Uh, he's too. He's a little bit too white to be an uh, antihero. I mean, if I you mean, want to say, yeah, I, I mean, so. like if you want to say, well, because he's kind of like douchey or something he's got a little bit of an attitude well he's kind of messed up though i mean more in the comics i I, i've read the comics occasionally i'm not i've never read iron man real steadily or anything like that but you know he's gone through alcoholism he 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 definitely causes people around him that's the other thing that i think anti-heroes have happen is that their friends family and stuff get kind of messed up by their actions a lot that's a good point and definitely in the comics tony stark uh is a lot more of a jerk yeah, um, and he well, became a huge jerk. Like in the, but right before the first Iron Man movie came out, uh, if you remember, I don't know how how much you read comics or how long how deep you are, but there was a thing called the Civil War in Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah, I've read for forever. Okay, you yeah, read I all read that. The, I read the and, Civil War. Yeah, and and in the Civil War, Tony Stark was on basically the wrong side, which was the government. Yes. Yeah. Side. Which yeah, that was a great be, a great arc. You know, a great. Oh, it you was know. so great. But yeah. I mean, what, the mutant so registration, would, or you know, whatever. Mutant, well, no, the, uh, the or the sorry, superpower super or whatever registration. Yeah, act, you know. Anyway, he was like basically the villain of Marvel for quite a while because of like you know nobody really wants their heroes to be like sort of working for the government. You know what I mean? As far mm-hmm. as like you have to like yeah. he basically went against Captain America. You know, and it was like sure. he was yeah. kind of a jerk, and I was like, "Really? They're going to put an Iron Man movie out now that he's like a biggest, the biggest jerk in comic books?" <laughs> yeah, right. So then they sort of changed the character around. You know, they got him out of that whole thing and back to more of yeah. They got yeah. him more in line with with movie Tony Stark. You've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. Where to, sir? Take us to the hospital, no. please, Happy. No. To 
Tony. You, no you have to go to answer. the hospital. The I don't doctor have to do anything. I've been in you. captivity for three months. There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. And the other... That's enough of that. It's not what you think. I want you to call for a press conference now. Call for a press conference? Yeah. Hogan, what on drive. earth for? Cheeseburger first. For lack of a better option, dummy is still on fire safety. If you douse me again and I'm not on fire, I'm donating you to City College. I loved you in A Christmas Story, by the way. My name is Tony Stark, and I'm not afraid of you. I know you're a coward. So I've decided that you just died, pal. Prone to self-destructive tendencies. I was dying. I mean, please. And aren't we all? Textbook narcissism. Agreed? Yeah, I could see that in the comics. He definitely became more of an anti-hero. Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's aspects to it. I mean, you know, again, some of these I think I think you can plunk right down and say, "Bang, they're 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 definitely an anti-hero." And 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 then there are other ones that are sort of this borderline of like, "Well, they're definitely not really a flat-out hero, but but they're, you know, maybe not a complete anti-hero." Captain you're, Jack you're, Sparrow? Uh, oh yeah. 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 That's a- that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that that's a, that's a perfect example. You know, he's kind of selfish. He still kind of does things for his friends, but he's really out for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a good one. You're yeah. up on The Walking Dead, right? You're completely. Oh you know, yeah. So they're, they've they've definitely got a lot of gray characters on there. The one I was thinking of a lot was um, was Shane. Oh, you know. well, Shane was just though, but no. But you, I mean, yeah. he did way more bad than good, and it was like bad, bad. But you, but I mean, but but. What I'm gonna get at is, do you think though? Yes, he did it. He did it later on, and we saw a lot of that. We saw more of the 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 later part of his character. But I mean, do you think at the beginning though? I mean, it, I think he's like sort of in a way Walter White, where he starts out pretty good, but then yeah. he just he just as as civilization falls apart, he becomes a complete, frankly, an ass. <laughs> you know. And well, does a lot yeah. of uh, does a lot of bad stuff just out for himself, and and you know he's just. I don't know. He just kind of couched. He, he, I think that he sort of like Walter White makes the excuse that he's doing it for everybody's good, but really he's just a psycho. You know. Yeah. Well, you're right. He he definitely got to the psycho stage. You know, yeah. he he definitely lost. You know, lost it. it, it because you know. he wanted Rick's wife, and he couldn't have her, and it just made him into this weirdo. He was he he yeah. had he, that that whole. Uh, lusting or or coveting something that you can't Oh, spoilers have is... for this show too, by oh. the way. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. That's that was in the first season, so if you haven't gotten yeah. there, sorry. Yeah, no, but it's I no mean, it's no big deal. Nothing nothing dramatic. Rick, but... Rick I think fits it more because Rick is oh, seems to uh in general have the best uh intentions. Yeah. And does some things that he definitely probably are a little questionable. Have. Sometimes. Yeah, questionable. Yeah. Well, are you going... up in the comics? Do you read the the Walking uh, Dead comics too? I know. Uh, I've I have like some. I got a bunch, and I've read some of the more recent ones. I certainly read a What's huge. What's funny thing? I think in the comics, yeah. he's, he is actually in the comics. I think he's much more of an anti-hero than he is in the show. I think in the show, he's just sometimes emotionally kind of messed up, and yeah, especially that one part of one season, but. Um, in the oh comics, God, though, in the comics, the he really, he he really, in the comics, he'll mess with people, he'll manipulate people a lot more than than they show in the TV show. Yeah, I mean, that's I, true. I in the comics, he's, he's definitely darker. There's I think no in the doubt. TV show, he he's he's not a 
flat out hero, but I think he's he leans a little more like that than than an anti hero. I mean, I, I'd still say yeah, you could probably say he's an anti hero too a little bit, you know. But uh, that he, shows that shows yeah. lousy with him though. You could put like Daryl oh, yeah. there and yeah. Uh, well, that's that's the thing about this. I mean, it, shown. It, it's a label on uh, on these characters, but I think any more these days, I think you. You really can't write a show and have, okay, you're just a good person. You're just always good. You're selling cookies and walking little old ladies across the street, and that's what you do. And you're always bad. It just isn't reality. You know, it's just not reality. So you're going to get somewhere in between, you know. Yeah, it's just like us. people have said, like, well, Superman's not interesting. He's a good guy and blah, blah, blah. So then in the, they make a Superman movie where there's uh yeah spoiler he here some... we go yeah i'm oh, sorry anyway yeah. they make a superman movie where spoiler at the end of the movie uh he kills a bad guy who's just going to destroy everything anyway yeah so to stop him doing the a horrible thing he he does a horrible thing himself yes which i'm guarantee it would not have happened in a christopher reeve superman movie whether no. whatever you think of superman no. 2 the intention was not for Zod and them to be killed in this fortress of solitude. There was a scene with them being arrested afterwards. Right. But I mean, yeah, whatever um, you think about that. And they, you know, the, and then it, it's much more graphic, arms. you know, in the latest Superman movie. I mean, when you, when you have, when you, you know, again, spoiler, he's, you know, when he's got Zod and he snaps his neck right there. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, he killed him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no question. And Superman's killed in the comics. Yeah. Uh, fine. But I mean, it's like then everybody loses their full mind about it and it's like well they're trying to they're really and i read an interview with david goyer they're just uh-huh. they're trying to tell a story and they're trying to and they're not adhering to any code they're they make they're made a version of superman this is a story that they're going yeah. to tell well i've always kind of thought it's it, it's kind of like um it, it, you know after a while, you've got to admit somebody like Batman, and I and I and I love Batman, and, and I know you do too, and I and I love the fact that he has this code. But come on, is he going to lock the Joker up again for the millionth time? I mean, you know oh. what I mean? It's like Joker's sitting there with a knife on the, you know, a razor, you know, a, a, a straight edge razor on the on the throat of some woman or something like that. You know, happens a million times, or he beats Robin to death. Spoiler there for a comic from 30 years ago or whatever. 30 plus years ago, yeah. But, but I mean, really, you know, in any of those situations, you would have been more than justified if you were a cop, a a duly appointed officer of the law. You would have been more than justified to take the Joker out. You know what I mean? So to have Superman there where he's struggling, you know, I've got no problem with that at all. No, he can't just go start going around like <laughs> whacking everybody. You know what I mean? It, it there, you know, there's got to be a line, and I want him to basically. I, I think I said this when the movie came out. I said I want that to be have an impact on him, for him <laughs> to really, really, really try. And I, I, it might even be good if because he doesn't do it, something bad happens. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like he he could kill someone. Like the classic one is Spider Man. Right, yeah. and I, I think Spider-Man's kind of an anti-hero a little bit. The, you know, Spider-Man does not stop this 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 thief guy, you know, in the first issue of Spider-Man. Therefore, uh, you know, which was Amazing Fantasy, by the way. But the uh, and then that guy ends up going and killing his uncle. You know yeah. what I mean? So because he didn't stop him when he could, and maybe by stopping him, he could have accidentally killed him. Something could have happened. It doesn't mean he had to kill him. But I, you get my point. Yeah. Then, then you know, are you responsible at that point? And and what would you think of yourself if you let a bad guy go, or you don't take him out when you could? 
And then yeah. he goes off and kills somebody. And they say that time that time and time again gets said in comic books, not just Batman, but others. But like, you know, you're these, these this blood is on your hands because you didn't do anything about it when you could, type of thing. And I don't necessarily yeah. see that or agree with it. But uh, you know, it's like I'm not the one out there shooting people just because I didn't kill you to stop you from killing other people doesn't mean I'm killing those other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, by transference or something, I'm not responsible for you going out and killing those other people. No, I'm not. So, but yeah. you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's this line that's like, you know, it, they do it in the movie very well. I mean, to me, it's like, uh, it, I think it was like, I, I got to stop you. And I, I don't know any other way to do it. Bang, you're dead. I can kill you. So you're dead. You know what I mean? It's like, and he, you know, it 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 worked. I think pretty well as best and it we can. We saw that. I don't know if anybody, if uh, if you have seen, if you're looking for kind of a different sort of uh, take on the DC animated, look at the Flashpoint Paradox, which is probably one of the best ones they've put out. Have you seen that yet? Yes, I saw it. Yeah, oh, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, oh, it's really goodness. good. And it, and it's a very, it's all about that kind of a story about like what happens if you don't do a certain thing. Or right. something happens, and, and, yeah. and there's a great twist with Batman in that movie. Yep. Um, basically, you know that it's it's it kind of uh, shows an alternate universe, sort of like say the mirror universe. Uh huh. If it's put in Star Trek terms, <laughs> and you got a Batman that's running around with a gun, shooting people, and yeah, kicking them exactly, off right. And, and there's a nice twist with Batman, and you find out <laughs> why. So, I can't recommend that one enough if you're interested in the. In the, yeah, like, a more adult take on a on yeah. a comic book uh, sort of property. Look at that one; that's awesome. It's really really well done. And my wife was like, "Don't they make these for kids anymore?" Oh, I'm what like, a movies you mean? <laughs> yeah, because like you know, at the at the end, somebody's got a hole blown in their head. You know, and I'm oh. like, "Well, you know." Yeah. Well, they do some of them. I mean, that was that was a fairly extreme situation. Y- you know what I mean? I mean, it's like yeah, there are some. It's just that they're I think they're giving a, a larger range of things out there for people to see. You know, not everything is Disney P or is rated G anymore. You know what I mean? It's it's um, there's a there's a big range. You can find you know things like that. Um, I I I, uh, I think we should take. Let's just take a little break and yeah. uh, I'll play a little something. I'll slide something in here about uh, something. <laughs> See how well this is planned out, folks. Uh, editing happens later. The magic of of post edit, and then we'll be back and we're going to get into talking about Dexter and then Breaking Bad. Tonight's the night. And it's going to happen again and again. Has to happen. Nice night. Miami is a great town. I love the Cuban food, pork sandwiches, my favorite. I'm hungry for something different now. Animals don't like me, especially dogs. I don't think they approve of what I sometimes do to their masters. And that dog recognizes me as easily as I can recognize Jaworski or any other killer. Look at them. They can laugh and play. It comes so easily for them. 
even though I'm not one of them. Even though sometimes I can really be a monster. Today, I'm just a sea monster. And what about me? Maybe I'll never be the human Harry wanted me to be. But I couldn't kill Tony Tucci. That's not me either. My new friend thought I wouldn't be able to resist the kill he left for me. But I did. All right, we're back. And, well, I think next up, we, we've covered a pretty good range. I don't know, were there any other ones you wanted to toss in before we get into into Dexter talk? No, I mean, not really. I mean, you know, I think everybody gets the idea. I would say that sure. one, of my fa- one of my favorites, though, two of my favorites that are comic book, one, and they've both gotten uh, adaptations, but uh, Rorschach from Watchmen, which did... Oh, was, yeah, Watchmen, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a... The, that book is my my favorite graphic novel of all time I've yeah read it yeah that's a good the one movie what? and the movie adaptation is is so well done that it, it it really upsets me that people have downed it i thought it was yeah i think it was pretty good too i mean that that's that's like to me doing lord of the rings or the hobbit it's such a iconic thing there's always going to be people that are going to kind of down it you know but i think they did a, a pretty good oh, job awesome. I, mean, I went to see it with my wife uh and a good friend of mine no yeah. I, we my wife read. I let her read. She saw my copy. I said, "You're, you're going to want to read this before we see that movie later on this year, because otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you're just. I feel like you're just going to be like, huh? Well, so you're going to be that, it. and you're not going. I think going to get what you what you know some of the depth out of it. You know, they yeah. really there's only so much you can do in a movie, and, and there's that, so much depth. That's I mean, my God, that 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 there's so much there's so much verbiage and dialogue in that graphic novel. I mean, it's yeah. it's dense. It's so, deep. what was your other one you were going to say? And Swamp Thing. I love Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's that's a good one, and that's a good to, one too. To, um, Alan Moore, uh, I'm a big Alan Moore fan, but Swamp Thing, I always found yeah. kind of interesting because like he he uh, just has his own thing going on, but yeah. he seems to ho- always be there to sort. Of, he's always sort of doing something to help, mostly to help his his girlfriend, but still, as I I don't think he's not a bad guy, and he's definitely antihero. And and uh, Swamp Thing, the saga of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore is another one of my, those. There's about six of them, and they're about my favorite. Some another one of my top graphic novels ever. So anyway, that's it. We can move on. <laughs> All right. So what? Um, you know, one of the things I think I said early uh, is that, um, and there will be probably some spoilers here, uh, here on out, definitely for for some recent things that ended. Both Dexter, the long running uh, show about a serial killer, and Breaking Bad, the uh, f- five seasons, right? Breaking Bad. Well, was? yeah, they broke up season five into two. two I still parts. consider it. It's, you you, can, can you call, call it, it five and six. I call anyway, it six. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that one, that ended um, just like about a week ago. Gosh, it seems like it's been forever. But, I know. Uh, so first up, talk about Dexter. And I guess mm-hmm. to begin with, um, for those that aren't familiar with it, you know, Dexter is the story of uh, a, a guy who does um, blood spatter uh, investigation for the Miami Police Department, but uh, that's his day job. And, and by night, because... Basically, he as a as a young child of what three 
three years old. Yeah, or he was so. like three or four. Three or four. I he think, saw right? his mother brutally killed, um, oh. and you know the police found him in this pool of blood. And I mean, my my impression of that was 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 Dexter born the way he was, or was that that thing that happened to him? I mean, I guess it was basically that thing that created yeah. him into this. He has this sort of urge or inner what did he always call it dark, his dark his passenger. dark passenger right his inner demon or his dark passenger that that made him want to kill so any serial killer typically will go out there and just you know whatever i i i i'm going to kill girls with you know red hair or you know whatever or guys who are over 50 or something like that or I, whatever you know they always seem to on these shows have some kind of a pattern well dexter he he felt this need this this you know, need to kill, but his, um, his stepfather, this police guy, Harry was his adoptive father. Yeah. His adoptive father. Right. Because he, he was an orphan at that point. Um, he, he, he knows or learns of this in Dexter and, and he creates the, what, what's called, what Dexter always calls over the seasons, the code, which basically in order to channel his, his violent nature and, and that he, he, because of course he's connected to the police department, which gives him a quite a big of an, you know, a bit of an edge. <laughs> I was always amazed at how, 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 how good he was when all these other detectives are flailing around and he could find somebody in like, you know, an hour long show <laughs> and they'd be like, we need some more clues anyway. But, uh, but he would, he would then, he only killed bad guys. You know, he would just take out the trash. He would find people who were murderers who, you know, uh, for the most part, I guess people who were murderers, some rapists, other nasty types, and he would he would kill them. He would find them and he would kill them. And then there was there's a lot more to it than that. A lot of other secondary characters he had is his sister Deb, who was on the police force. Um, but a real, completely perfect example to me of an anti-hero, where he had he has this need to kill and he channels it by basically only killing bad people but not doing it in you know through the court system and whatever and taking him to jail and letting him get executed or whatever but no he he pulls them away throws them in a room wraps it in plastic and then <laughs> and then chops them up into little pieces and dumps them out in the ocean <laughs> so yep so anyway um i mean i i i to give you guys some background and then i'll I, you know i won't ramble too much more and let Chris jump in here and tell us what he thinks. But I, I did not watch Dexter at first. I was actually afraid to watch Dexter <laughs> in a way because, and, and, and yes, folks, these are the, this is the inner wrapper of the sci-fi because Dexter, no matter really, we can't really stretch that into a, a sci-fi show very much or, or Breaking Bad. But, um, but the, uh, but Dexter though, there was something about Oh, am I going to really sit down and you know after a hard day of work or whatever and watch a show about a guy who kills people, a serial killer? And then uh, one of my sons was watching, and you know he's like, "Dad, this this is a real interesting show. This character is real interesting, and and you'll actually get to sort of empathize with him and sort of like him." And yeah. I said, "Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? No, <laughs> come on, get out." So then I I think I started to watch see in maybe later in season two or something like or well no i think i went back to start it at the beginning because he, he said well you got to watch it so i started to watch from the beginning yeah i didn't jump in the middle of it and uh but i but it was in like season end of season two or beginning of season three when i jumped in and then i was like just eating it up 
you know, I got caught up to where it was and then, and I've watched it ever since and loved it. So what, uh, what's your background with and what do you think about Dexter as an anti-hero? Uh, well, I think I kind of, let's see, when did I really start? Were you watching it from, you know, day, no, day one? No, definitely not because I didn't, when it started, I didn't have Showtime. Um, cause I just didn't see a need to have Showtime. Yeah. Well, um, Dexter is about one of the only reasons to have it. So yeah. <laughs> and Homeland by the way, which is a great show. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, although I haven't watched season two yet still. Yeah. But. but it's definitely very, uh, it's a good show. Um, I think it was just another, like we were talking before we recorded about how, about Mad Men. <clears throat> Usually it's these DVD deals that suck me in. And I think I was in, in Target mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I saw that they had like Dexter, like, and it was like the first two seasons for like ten bucks or twelve bucks, something uh-huh. real cheap. And I was like, "Whoa, all right." Well, I heard because I heard people at work kind of talking about Dexter, and they said this guy at work looks like Dexter. I'm like, "Whatever, I don't know what you're talking about." Uh-huh. And they and then they kind of said, "Oh, you love it? It's about a serial killer." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, I don't know. I was just a, for some reason the my pocketbook was of money and I was like eh, it struck me I was bored and I think I had some time off of work and I'm like oh, I'll watch this so I kind of got sucked right into it and then we yeah. ended up getting Showtime as part of some package because I wanted to finish watching I don't know if it was the Sopranos or something that was ending and I ended mm-hmm. up getting HBO but anyway I think I was like oh that Dexter show starting and then I think I was on board for the third season with Jimmy Smith when he was on and I've been watching it and then my wife uh, got her sort of reverse into it because it was for a while I was just sort of watching it on my own and then she started watching. This just happens with a lot of our shows where like she'll sort of happen with Breaking Bad where she's sort of like I'm watching it but she's like on her laptop or whatever and yeah. sort of half paying attention and then she sort of gets more interested but that happened with Dexter so I went back and rewatched them with her so then we've sort of it's been one of our shows that we will sort of watch together. So that was my main thing with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've always enjoyed it. Certainly. So it's sort of like, um, would you call it like wish fulfillment, like, or something? I don't know if a wish fulfillment, but like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, De- it's like, you're like, I sure yeah. wish I could give people what they deserve. Oh, there's you know? certainly a ton of that in there. I mean, because yeah. these guys are, you know, a lot of the guys he ran into over the years were just so nasty. Some of them, I mean, they weren't just like, you know, he would totally, his big thing is, you know, part of the code was he had to vet these guys out. You know, he had to really show and prove to himself without a shadow of a doubt that these guys were bad, what they did, get the evidence. And and, and basically he shoved it in their face usually before he killed them. He's like, you did this to her and you did this to this guy right. and you did this and, and now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, um, so your wife liked it a lot. You know, I don't hear, you know, actually I used to work with somebody that watched Dexter too. And I always find that a little interesting because I, you know, it's so violent at times. Oh, you know? my wife, she don't care about it. She don't care. She don't, she, she don't take care. it. She, she's a, she's very, she's, she's. Is she she's a fan a, of like horror movies at all? Or is she, uh. She used, when she, when she says that like when she was growing up, she used to watch like Stephen King movies. And stuff oh, with her okay. All right. So, I mean, her dad's a, like sort of a geeky dude. And yeah. he certainly is probably part of the reason why she's into like Star Trek and things too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was, I don't know. Like she's always laughed. Like, like I always laugh at like, cause I know when things are gory, it's sort of over the top. It just makes me laugh. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's so gross on purpose. I'm like, that's just funny. It's, I mean, yeah. obviously with, she was trying to show me some pictures of like some surgery or something. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to look at that. No, no, no. I, I, she goes, but you know, I love gore, but I don't, 
not in real life in movies i get a kick out of it yeah well they certainly showed some you know that in dexter i mean they had some really graphic stuff you know they'd find bodies where like they had been like remember the body that was like cut open and they shoved snakes in it oh yeah that was awful there was some real gross that that was snakes don't really bother me i'm not really i'm not one of those people i'm not like indiana jones i mean i I, i'm fine with snakes i don't like spiders but i'm fine with snakes but uh but man when they're inside somebody and they're crawling back out of oh my god yeah I gotta say that did turn my stomach. So anyway, Dexter, yeah, I mean, I just, I I just think he was just such a, you know, uh, you know, on the show, just such an interesting character. And the other thing that was great about the show is you really, because he had this sort of inner dialogue and monologue thing going on with with the camera, you saw everything through kind of his eyes. So it, it gave you that like, you really were rooting for him most of the time. You know, well, even you have, when he was, you don't you know, have a choice. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, you, if you're you, watching. Yeah, if you're watching that show, you you're inside the the, the main character's head. So yeah, yeah you're exactly. Automatically, like, oh, I want him to get away. I'm so nervous. Like, you know how many how many seasons has it been where like part of this plot was that somebody's kind of onto him. Oh yeah, and it, oh, you yeah. know what I mean, like Dokes in the second season. Of course. Oh yeah, well there, there's basically <laughs> in every season somebody who usually finds out about him, and, and it becomes either a really big problem or a little one, or it depends on what's going on. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was always him trying to stay one step ahead of him. And I, there's, you know, the other thing that I always liked about Dexter, and you know, the anti-hero aspect of it is, is, is really, you know, even though some of the blowback that happened due to what he was doing was pretty bad for some people, but uh, there was there was just this sort of fun thing about being in his head and all these other people not really knowing what he was capable of and what he was doing. And I can't tell you, Chris, you know how many times during the show that I said things like, "You really don't want to be," you know, somebody would mouth off to Dexter. <laughs> you know, one of the bad guys, and maybe they didn't know who he was or whatever was going on. And I'm like, you really don't want to push this guy, buddy. You know, that I, I can't tell you how many times I said that. And so us, you know, how many times in your daily life do you, like, feel like, you know, you really don't want to mess with me kind of a thing today, kind of, you know, I mean, it's like every day probably, you know. Yeah, it's pretty like, much. It, it's <laughs> like somebody cuts you off on the road, you know, like I'm just going to get out my bag of knives here, you know, and, and, and yeah, I, you know, somebody, somebody inject you with some horse tranquilizer and take you out into the into the woods and, you know, chop you up in little pieces. I know. And, of course, I'm joking, you know. Somebody's riding my butt when I'm driving. Yeah, I'm oh, my gosh, I hate I that. Say, I hate that. It happens all every day, every yeah. day. And then they're on their phone too, and then they're getting closer and closer. And, and I say, "Tonight's the night." Tonight. Oh, that's such a great line. Yeah, tonight's tonight's the night. And 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 the other thing they would say occasionally was like, you know, when some bad crap kept happening all day, he'd say something like, "I really got to kill somebody. I really got to, you know, basically yeah, like, like, like somebody would say like, "I need a shower." Or yeah, I need, like, like it, it was it was like yeah. you know I got you know it was like I I, I got to go work out and take off some you know, the pressure or whatever, blow off some steam. His way was, I got to go kill somebody. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, just a perfect example of, of, a of an anti-hero. I think, uh, you know, a fascinating character. I think if you like a good character study, these two shows, this one and Breaking Bad, you know, are just there. You don't really have a show that gets you this deep into, you know, into the head of one of the main characters. It really, you you know, did you feel satisfied with the ending? 
yeah, you know, I, I we talked, I think, in a couple of spoiler boxes, didn't we, on the forum maybe, or on on texting or something like I that. Text, or I think I texted yeah. you about it. Yeah. You know, I, I I've had some time to think about it a little bit more. I mean, I I think you know, we don't have to say too much about you know exact circumstances, but yeah, I I there was somebody at work that I, I I've I've learned recently uh, was a big fan of the show. And, uh, well, th- this is this will be sort of a semi-reverse spoiler. And he kept telling me before the finale aired, he says, oh, well, it's going to come out. Everyone's going to learn that Dexter is a serial killer. And I'm like, ah, I don't really think so. I don't really see this this show going that way. It no. doesn't – they don't seem to with this whole season and what was going on in the season really – it doesn't seem like that is going on. If it would have been the previous season where they were really on top of him, especially LaGuardia and all that – then I could say, well, maybe, yeah, maybe they are going to find out. Uh, but, uh, you know, people do find out. But, you know, he was convinced that everyone was going to find out. And I was happy that, that that didn't really come to play, that the yeah, whole I the mean, whole world didn't find out about Dexter. So, Like, I, I know I have a couple of friends. Uh, my wife didn't really, really did not like this last season. Um, yeah. Now, what, what didn't did did was she bothered that they that people didn't find out about him at the end? No, she just did not care for this season at all. I think. Oh, that, the season in general. Yeah. Yeah, she just was kind of like down on it, and I admit that it probably wasn't the strongest season of yeah. Dexter. I mean, obviously, that was like the fourth with John Lithgow. You're not going to get much better than that. As it far was as different. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I, I this liked, season. Yeah. Uh-huh. What I liked about this season, I mean, I didn't hate it. I'm not, like, in that group at all. I thought yeah. it was uh, – I'm like, well, I think it's interesting. It's sort of more about Dexter. Yeah. And, like, it seems like the – because, like, what they were getting in a trap with on Dexter was they had this awesome kill. They had this awesome Well, they just had to have another big rivalry. bad – yeah, yeah. It was yeah like and it, it was with John uh-huh. Lithgow, who was, like, this, like, Dexter, but to, like, the evil degree whereas oh yeah he has he has a family but like he's horrible to his family he you know and he's he's a killer yeah, everyone he thinks the, he's such this upstanding citizen guy. and he he's a guy who who behind yeah. his back is twisting the head off a little bunny or something you know right. what i mean he's, he's like he, he's like at least dexter you know so, had a code and knew you know what it and yeah that guy was just so they had yeah. this thing where they're like oh geez you know um we have to have like a big killer every year, mm-hmm. which yeah. I mean, obviously that was sort of how it started with the ice cream truck killer. Yeah. And, uh, then in the next season with the Bay Harbor butcher, which of course is Dexter. Yes. And that was a, that was a pretty cool twist. I thought the second season with having them find all his bodies, like and it was so crazy when they had that scene underwater of, all Oh yeah. Where it's like, Oh, they found my burial Right. Ground, you know my, and I thought that was very clever how he was able to like make it to tie it to Dokes or whatever. Yeah, and poor poor Dokes who was just trying to be a good cop gets blown to smithereens. Yeah, but um, they got a little bit of a trap, and I think the the, mm-hmm. the they they came up with a cool, which was I think in this was it the six we were talking about the snakes and the bodies and everything. That was pretty neat. Where that was season six. With Edward James almost yeah, with the religious stuff going on, right? And, they, and then yeah. when they when they had that twist in the middle of the season, yes, which we which won't say that one. We won't that, say, but, but I was like, my wife and I both agree. We're like, wow, that was really cool. I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, I knew I some. That, I didn't see it coming either, and and but I knew some people, you know, at least said they saw it coming. So I mean, well, I don't know if anybody saw that coming. Then they're smarter than me because I was. <laughs> Perfectly. I never. Well, it's was something never... that's been done. Let's just say before in movies sure it has, and TV. But, I mean... but but yeah. Anyway. Um... And let's see. And then the season seven 
was the fallout from what happened, what Deb discovered with yes. Dexter. Yes. And then it wasn't that strong. But then they, the ending was kind of like a shocker of season seven. Of Well, he was going after, you know, the guy who, you know. Killed his mother. Who killed his mother. And LaGuardia was really on to him and stuff like that. And there was a lot of, yeah. There was, yeah, um, and, then, and then of course, so then the problem with the she had, and they was had like, that one guy, the one guy, the, the uh, wasn't he in seven? The the was he English or what was? Yeah, his? no, the, what's his name? I forget the actor, but he played the Russian. Uh, yeah, I really liked uh, him. I really yeah, liked him in the cool. show. He was the cool. He kid. was. I, thought he, I said, you know, he's not like a serial killer, but he's scary as hell. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he's but there was of sort a, of a little bit of a mutual respect for each other between him and Dexter too. At at, at a certain point, you know that they they. They had sort of, you know, yeah. But she was like the season eight, and I kind of the only thing I do agree with her is there was, there was a lot of nonsense going on in this season of the things that really didn't matter, like the subplot with like, um, um, gosh Almighty, why am I forgetting Ooh, his Deb's, name right now? Deb's uh, Masu- no, with Masuka and like his daughter that goes nowhere. Oh. Well, you know, you know they mean? always throw in, you know, Joey, you know, Quinn is Quinn is you know sleeping with whoever, and My you know a stripper at a club, or sleeping with you know Deb, or this now, and now he's with you know uh, Dexter's you know housekeeper, or whatever Batista's whatever sister and yeah. is it sister niece niece sister sister, sister yeah. right yeah he's my least favorite character who batista show. oh quinn i hate oh quinn, quinn. <laughs> yeah but he's, he's just... kind of funny though to me he's just kind of like an he he, an idiot. he goofs up so much and he's kind of an idiot i i like the fact that yeah he's he, he may be least favorite but i mean sometimes it's fun to have a character who isn't perfect kind of on a I show guess. you know what i mean he, he he just screws up all the time, you know what I mean? He 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 just you know he jerks people around and and, and it's just I don't know I I, I liked him in that mix. I don't, yeah. I, but uh, but anyway. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so she thought it was she just thought it was kind of kind of silly, and I'm like, yeah, but Dexter is kind of a it's not like a super serious show. It's sort of yeah. It sort of revels in being like sort of un, you know unbelievable. That I was just happy thing. Yvonne Sierfowski or whatever her name is was back. You know, as, as holy you know. macaroni, that yeah. is one fine looking lady. Um, <laughs> I've missed and, her and, since and, she was uh, you know since Chuck's been off the air, but. Uh, I really liked the fact. If anything, I didn't like about the finale, and here here's a little bit of a spoiler, but yeah. I, I was sad that they couldn't sort of sail off in the sunset together. And, I agree and, with and, you, and, and, I, I, and was... I I was a little sad about that, but it made sense for what happens in the finale too, though. The Dexter, I mean, how many times over the years, and this is this is we can bring it back to the anti-hero thing, and I think I said this earlier a little bit, but. How many times over the and it pretty much was every season something would happen and some more than others. But Dexter, people around him were were getting That's messed true. up. You know what I mean? I, I mean anybody that was that that was in contact with Dexter was in trouble. You know, in some way. I mean, and the closer they got, the more in danger they were, and things would happen. So yeah. you know, I really thought that that uh, and here's a spoiler for back at the um, the end of season four, a pretty big one. So again warning warning but when you know dexter does at one point you know he he has a new wife or should i not say new wife he didn't have a previous wife right he has a no, wife no rita was his was his wife yes yeah. but she gets killed and and i really thought because of how it happens and why it happens and all that stuff that he would go like you know people are just dying because of me 
and that he would just completely isolate himself and become this crazy lone wolf Dexter that would ha- would have very little contact with people and and go I got I got to stay away and yeah. um, and that kind of without you know spoiler 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 warning again but it kind of ends up that way in a way so yeah it was and I, at first I was kind of like, Gee, like I he just, finally like, learned the lesson I guess but eight I said eight years eight seasons of this show I really kind of wanted him. He had the chance for happiness. He yeah. has a, a great son. He even says, this is another little spoiler, that in the episode before last, he says to the to the this, uh, Saxon, who's this, the main killer of this yeah. last season, he says to him, I don't need to kill you. I don't yeah, need see, to. that was the key part. Yeah, I agree with you. Compl- yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, he, if he, he doesn't need to kill, then why can't he go away and right. have, a, have, a, have a life? I thought... That was perfect, right? That's where yeah. they were pointing it all too. That with Hannah, with with this, with Yvonne's character, that he could be happy with and honest with. But he has a horrible thing happen, a horrible death, and it's yeah, yeah. close to him, and it sort of yeah. It, but makes, it it yeah. it's, it just was pointing and pointing and pointing to yeah. like, and maybe that's just you know the way they wanted to write it. Like we're really going to point you to look, Dexter doesn't even need to kill anymore. That that yeah. That is sort of evaporated now. He's satisfied. I thought it would be nice to see a, a little bit of the character grow that way, but once uh, when, when when Harrison's getting on the plane yeah. and he says to Dexter, I really love Hannah, I'm like, oh, he's not going with Oh, crap, him. yeah. yeah. <gasps> he's, not, he's either going to die or something, but he's not going to go with his son, and this is the last time he's going to see him. And I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. Just... Well, until the Dexter movie happens, you know, or whatever, in about five years. So. so, unlike Breaking Bad, uh, Dexter doesn't really have a solid 100% ending. I mean, I guess it wraps up Dexter yeah. in Miami, that's for sure. Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's a great show, a great anti-hero. I mean, just uh, just cool cool to uh, to talk about. Hey, let's take a very short break. I'll just slide a pause in here, and then uh, and then we'll do, do Breaking Bad, because, I don't know, that's a pretty good show, too, I guess, right? Best show ever. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Chemistry is the study of matter, but I prefer to see it as the study of change. You understood what I've just said to you? Yes. Lung cancer. Inoperable. The DEA took all your money, your lab. You got nothing. Square one. But you know the business. And I know the chemistry. I'm thinking maybe you and I could partner up. You, uh, you want to cook crystal meth? You. Doctor, my wife is seven months pregnant with a baby we didn't intend. My 15-year-old son has cerebral palsy. I am an extremely overqualified high school chemistry teacher. When I can work, I make $43,700 per year. I have watched all of my colleagues and friends surpass me in every way imaginable, and within 18 months, I will be dead. And you ask why I ran? We all, in this room, we love each other. We want what's best for each other, and I know that. I am very thankful for that. 
But what I want, what I want, what I need, is a choice. I feel like I never actually make any of my own choices. I mean, my entire life, it just seems I never, you know, had a, had a real say about any of it. This last one, cancer. All I have left is how I choose to approach this. These doctors are talking about surviving. One year, two years, like it's the only thing that matters. But what good is it? to just survive if I am too sick to work, to enjoy a meal, to make love. For what time I have left, I wanna live in my own house. I wanna sleep in my own bed. I don't wanna choke down 30 or 40 pills every single day and lose my hair and lie around too tired to get up and so nauseated that I can't even move my head. Me, what a, some dead man, some artificially alive, just marking time. No. And that's how you would remember me. That's the worst part. All right, so should we start this portion with, you know, some Walter White and Jesse quotes or, uh, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> well, it's hard to... Hard to, hard to um... Say my name. <laughs> I'm the one that does the talking. The knocking. I'm in the oh, Empire my favorite, building. My favorite Jesse quote of all time is, yeah, bitch, science. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bitch. When they had the magnets. Magnets, you know? yeah. That's right, magnets. Oh, but uh, oh, such a so Breaking Bad, fantastic, another fantastic show, fantastic character study. Uh, in a nutshell, yeah. it's about a chemistry high school chemistry teacher, Walter White, played by amazingly by like multi Emmy Emmy Emmy. <laughs> ah, that margarita's kicking in now. Uh, the uh, Emmy-winning Brian Cranston, yep. uh, he plays Walter White, this uh, high school chemistry teacher who's told, uh, is he told in the very first episode? Very first episode. That he has lung cancer, inoperable. In inoperable. Yes, very important uh, point that it's, it's uh, and he is just a high school chemistry teacher, doesn't make a lot of money. And through a few circumstances and stuff that happens pretty quickly, since he is, uh, his ability with chemistry is well beyond the, let me say, most average high school chemistry teachers. But so, and covered in the show, it's, it's yep. never unrealistic. Yep. No, no, it's not. No, no, by not by any means and everything like that. The, um, but I, the only reason I'm saying that is, is it's part of the show on, um, that he, he almost, you know, was within, you know, worked on this, in this company and, he could have been a basically a millionaire, so he, he he has that kind of level of ability. So he eventually then starts basically making crystal meth, blue crystal meth, in with his method that's super pure. And the the show, in essence, is is a character study of a of a guy who's your average everyday kind of character 
Joe who goes to work and tries to do the right thing and and something unforeseen happens to him. He's not a smoker. He just gets lung cancer, crazy, you know, bad things happen to good people. And, and he doesn't, you know, the medical bills start to pile up. He's running out of money and he can't work anymore. And, you know, what, you know, he feels a little, I think, betrayed by he's done all the right things and this crap has happened to him now. Mm. So, um, he partners up with a guy named Jesse, a former student of his, who who's now basically selling drugs on the street, and uh, and he and he says, you know, Jesse, you know the business, and I know the chemistry, you know. <laughs> so they 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 form this weird partnership, sort of a father and son thing, a little bit to a degree, and um, and then over you know the course of you know five or six, depending on how you look at it, seasons, you know, you see this, this good guy slowly go bad. And, yep. and, uh, it's just amazing to watch. And, uh, another, you know, I think from our qualifications, I think a pretty much an anti-hero. Yes, he is. Um, some people think that he's a psycho and I never thought that at all. I don't, I don't no, think at he's all. Just, he's no way is he, you know, if you, what you can accuse him of is having an incredible ego. Yes. Um, and Which was, I have a few. You know. I have some theories about the lung cancer and some of the other things. But let me tell you how we watched the finale on Sunday, and it was a pretty cool way to see the character. I watched the very first episode. Oh, immediately followed it. Ooh, I wish I would have done that now. Oh, that's a good idea. Let me tell you something. It was like the coolest thing. Uh, the first episode when you watch it. It's very light, um, mm-hmm. and I, of course now since do you I've mean light watching, as in tone or light as in actually light. like like lit? It's light as in tone. It's light and tone. Yeah. The things that happen, yeah, are sort of all, like it's just a very. It's, it's not. I'm gonna say it's a different show. It's Vince Gilligan, but the pilot itself, mm-hmm. it's a little bit lighter in tone than the show actually becomes. Sure. But I think that's. I think that that's an intentional thing. There, they sort of starts off like, hey, this is fun this is like look what i'm doing i'm yeah i'm, I'm right. making meth but it was really my wife was and she hadn't seen the first episode oh and okay. it's been it had been since i seen the first episode three four years or whatever right 2008 right yeah i mean that long and i remember it, i remember a lot of it because some of the stuff that happens in the first episode is very iconic but i mean it's all there like the first episode um the things he does with chemistry, like making the phosphorus gas that kind of kills those two drug dealers in the uh, yeah. Well, one well, he kills one of them in the RV for sure, yeah. and then the other one is is killed off in the second episode, which is way dark. But um, it's definitely a little bit played more for laughs, and then there's always laughs in Breaking Bad, even in the uh, the, the finale with with Badger and Skinny Pete. There's some oh yeah, laughs. yeah. Um, but my wife was like, "This show's kind of was kind of funny," mm-hmm. you know. I'm like. Yeah, I said that's certainly not this, this year has not been funny. <laughs> but I mean, um, but then when you watch the the last episode and the difference in the character, you're like, oh wow! I mean, he was he was it was like just a nicer sort of family guy mm-hmm. who was sort of awkward. Like the differences between him and Hank, like Hank in the very first episode is blowhard. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hey, uh, hey there, Walter. Uh, you know. And he brings him on the ride along. Oh, it reminded him. me a lot of like the early, an older version of like Peter Parker. 
You know what I mean? Definitely. You know, like like Peter Parker growing up with 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 some kids and and being a a high school chemistry teacher. He's this milk toast little guy. You know, he he's not very boisterous or, or assertive or anything like that. But he does the math in the first episode, and he figures out that he can do this to help his family. And that's sort of like the impetus because like his immediate reaction to learning that he has cancer, other than sort of being in like this weird headspace, yeah. is you know he, the doctor has mustard on his lapel, and that's sort of what he focused on. He's like, "Yeah, I hear you, but you got mustard on your lapel there." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's and, a great way to watch then, the finale. And Jesse yeah. asks him, "What are you doing? You're gonna like break bad at what, like sixty? Yeah, he's like, I'm fifty, but he's like, "Well, why are you doing this?" And he says, "I am awake." You know, so it's clear it's not just for his family that there's that there's something about him that needs to be sort of woken up. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I don't feel like we can talk about the finale or this last season without spoilers. I really don't. So I'm I, I gotta apologize to anybody who's gonna watch this show hasn't watched it. You could turn it off. I don't know. I can't. I you talking? You talking about the podcast? Oh yeah. Well, we've already said spoiler yeah. warning for the finale. You know. Yeah. yeah. So but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. There's fine. The lung cancer. I've always thought. I thought it in season one, and I think it now that the, that he got lung cancer by his work in the lab that got that company up and running. And I think that somewhere in his head oh, that he's thought yeah. that his research in the lab is where he got his lung cancer from. Yeah. And that made being cut out of that a lot of company. money and everything, and, yeah. And why he wouldn't take their money? Because remember, in the first season, they were going to pay for his treatment. Yes, he right. wanted no part of that. Yeah, and you know, even lied to Skyler about it. No, no, and, I think he felt betrayed by them, you know, and everything. Right. Yeah, and like that waking him. I love. See, this is what I love about Breaking Bad and and, and all good TV shows. Yeah. That don't take their audience for granted. That don't think their audience is a bunch of, you know, knuckle draggers. Right. They yeah. bring a two characters we haven't if you've been watching it like you and I, I think you've been watching since the beginning like I have. Yeah. Yeah. They brought them back. I haven't seen those characters since oh, right. 2009. Yeah, the the two the two they, yeah, his old partners. They come yeah. up on screen and I'm like holy crap, that's yeah. the people from those are his old friends and yeah. that's what sort of he was gonna turn himself in yep. oh he yeah he was gonna just let himself go and he sees them on charlie rose saying well oh, walter white wasn't just, very important to yeah, us yeah he came up with the name yeah because it was our names together, oh it stirs right? his ego up no you know it's crazy and that, yeah and then you so that's what sort of like keys you up for the finale like what is he because like the thing about breaking bad that i will there are a few shows and a few books where they've really thrown me for a loop. And I will say that I have had predictions for Breaking Bad almost after the end of every episode. Yeah. And they're almost never right. I picked, <laughs> I, I will say yeah. I did pick the ricin right. I was pretty proud of myself. I did pick the ricin correctly. I was happy with that. Of who they um, who he offed yeah, with that? Who it was yeah. going to go. I was like, yeah. at the end of I said, I think I know where the ricin's going. I'm pretty sure. But for the most part... Yeah. No, I've never been right. Like I thought, Hank. I didn't think Hank was gonna die. I mean, yeah. All... Well, there, the other thing about this show to me that Breaking Bad, you know, not just the how unpredictable sometimes, but I, you know what I th- why I think it's sort of unpredictable is because it does things that a show doesn't do. You know what I mean? They they break the rules that never happen. I think Walking Dead does that too. You know where like, well, you can't do that. 
that we you know there's always a way out for yeah. the for the good guys or there's you know or or a, a, game of you know the, the main character yeah well right game of thrones is a, a you know we haven't talked hardly at all about that there's a whole bunch of anti-heroes in there <laughs> so but. so uh you know but uh you know the little guy especially you know so uh but anyway sure. um yeah so i mean this show though it's like no, we're just going to do that. That makes sense to do that. And and when you look back at it, you go, of course it has to be that way. Uh, it's it just, it's, it just it's, it just it, it it's perfectly it's like a perfect puzzle that fits together, you know. So there, there's never been a now there's been the show is not like a documentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't consider it to be like true to life. Oh yeah, yeah, anything. yeah. No, you, no. There, there's there's you got you got to sort of like kind of like you know there there's your fantasy element to a degree that you yeah. got to sort of turn turn your you know brain off occasionally and like eh, like really really you can you can get away with that or you could do that but what it does do is it treats the characters and the situations truthfully oh yeah which, which yeah. means you know if you're in the desert and you are trying Digging to bargain, a big hole <laughs> you're, yeah you're trying to bargain with your brother-in-law's life with 80 million dollars that you buried in the desert and you're arguing with a neo-Nazi. It, it, you've just told him you have eighty million dollars buried there. He's not going to spare a DEA agent's life, whether he's your brother-in-law or not. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, the it, only thing I thought about that scene. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of money sitting there. The only thing that ran through my head when that happened was that I thought he was going to use the ploy of, well, I could work for you if you leave him alone. You know, I'll come work for you or something but like he was, that but, but you know he didn't see he really didn't realize that his his cachet had basically was there was nothing left for him there yeah you know, that, at yeah. that point once once he had no leverage his, yeah yeah no leverage he they've taken his money he's in handcuffs yeah you know yeah um no it's, it it's, was uh, very truthful that character was played i think no holds barred yeah but all the characters were very true like i remember I was on some other message board, and I was reading. It was probably IMDb, which is some of the worst. If you've ever gone into the comment or the message board in IMDb, there's some of the like har- most horrible. Yeah, people well, that- I don't really, but I occasionally when I'm looking something up, I'll they're horrible. I'll, I'll glance. Yeah, it, it's it's like I think there's people out there who their their life is to mess up IMDb, mess up IMDb comments and YouTube both basically. So I was look. I was <laughs> on Breaking Bad, and Breaking Bad is the highest rated TV show on IMDb. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like nine point eight or something, and I think it deserves that. But I went into the message board. Somebody was there. And there was so much hate for um Skyler, mm-hmm. his wife, and I'm like, you well, mean way back? You mean way back oh, sure, or even currently? Like way back. Oh, way way uh-huh. back, and, and less currently now. I think because, you know, but back then it was like she's in the way. I'm like, she's his wife. He's missing for days at a time. Uh-huh. He's and for remember for. Most of the show, she had no idea what he was up to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't even tell her that she that he had cancer until what the end of the first season, or near the end, or middle uh, middle. I'm trying to remember. Like he he like he kept it. He he always kept things hidden, like yeah. constantly throughout from from a, a lot of people. He became the basically the perfect liar too. You yeah. know, so he like, he, he, you... he was the, the ability for him to lie to people was. The only one that really could see through him, it, it, you know, was Jesse. Yeah. J- Jesse, he couldn't con Jesse. You know, Jesse, Jesse w- could could completely, you know, 
you know, yo, Mr. White, why don't you just tell me the truth, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but Jesse, unfortunately, was also kind of prisoner to, to him. and do Sure, it, yeah, you know, in yeah. Those he tried to get out, you know, Je- Jesse was this, you know, the, and I've always thought this about this show, the other thing about it, too, is, is that I've always thought that, that he was basically working these two characters in reverse, that Walter was going down the dark, you know, dark, the down, you know, down a hole, going bad, 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 bad. And Jesse was basically, you know, kind of bad to begin with and worked his yeah. way out of it. Well, let's not, but what I also had forgotten from the first episode and how they got together in the first place, Jesse's really not too interested in helping his chemistry teacher cook meth. He's like, I don't, you know, but Walt hangs him over a barrel saying, my, I, I, I my my brother's-in-law is a DEA agent. I'll turn you in if you don't mm-hmm. help me. Yeah. He basically starts the relationship with, you are my servant. You are my I have... bitch. Right. Basically, <laughs> yo. Yeah. Mr. White. Yo. Mr. I love that he called. I love that he called him Mr. White through the whole show. I thought that was. Kind oh of yeah. Did endearing. he? Did he ever call him Walt? Or, no, or, I think he always called him. Or Mr. did he do White. that one time where where he was sort of do it using it derogatory? Like, I think so. Or, or I think that was one like, time. I, you know, maybe even not to Walter, but, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. My fi- one of my favorite um, scenes in the whole series was when Jesse... Of course, he's called up. Heisenberg, but yeah. Heisenberg. Yeah. But when he comes over for dinner... Oh, gosh, them, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was such a great scene because they hate each other. The other in that little... And he's just, like, sitting there, like, eating the food, drinking, <laughs> looking at both of them yeah. like a kid in between angry parents. I just thought that that was very... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but that... Jesse, he's had I, he had so many bad because really, okay, you can say Jesse's a meth cooker, so he's a bad guy. But really, he was sort of like a, he wasn't. I wouldn't say he was a bad guy, just sort of like a like a going nowhere kind of layabout. Well, yeah, I, th- I think he and, I think he's the classic of like you know he he just he just messed up and it got him on a dangerous path, you know, that, that hooked him up with a crazy guy, you know, a little to a degree. And yeah, I mean, he just, every time that he's had a chance for happiness, sucked away. (laughs) Walt has ruined it. He had the girlfriend. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Again, they were, they they were doing drugs together. I understand that they're not doing great things, but he was happy. He met somebody that was sort of, that he liked. Yeah, Walt didn't like that. Yeah, it was she was she, like, was she was she was messing with his 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 plan basically. Let's her let's her choke to death in her sleep. Watches it happen. Yeah. No. He's, which yeah. Uh, then you know makes Jesse kill Gail, which turns which really messes Jesse up for the rest of his life. I'll tell you what up. though that that was the most amazing. That just shows Finale. how his his mind and yeah. how he twisted that around. You know, basically awesome. because the other. You know, the, that's when he's working, you know, for Fring, and it's like, if if I eliminate anyone else who can do what I can do, you, you can't kill me. In other words, you can't get rid of me because, you know, now I've taken out the other guy. So, yeah. uh, I mean, what, what, a, what, a, what a crazy way to get out of a situation that you see, you know, yourself in. I mean, that that's yeah. how far Walt had become. Like, well, I'll kill you, you know, you know I'll shoot first. You know, basically the Han Solo thing of like, well, I'll 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 take you out because if I don't take you out, well, I'm gonna die. There's so. never been a show in my life that I've watched, uh, and I've watched a lot of TV. Um, I have the 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 tuchus to prove it, but um, that has made me feel as tense as Breaking Bad. Never ever, 
I mean, like that show knows how to ratchet up tension. The scene I th- I'm thinking of where Hank is getting pursued by the two twins, remember, oh, in the yeah. parking lot? Yeah. That is insane. That made me nuts the first time I saw it. And oh, I was it's just like, crazy, and it's so real. You know, it's so in your face. It's not like, uh, you know, he, he, he amazingly can dodge everything and jump behind 20 cars and never get hurt or do any, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just really intense. Yeah. Yeah. And the show, and the thing about the show is none of those characters are the same characters they are in, in season one at all. They, they, they uh-huh. change in measurable ways. Hank changes. He has a, a couple of bad things happen to him. Like he has the, uh, remember the, the head on the turtle. Oh and, gosh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it blows up, and he has like the P- the PTSD from that, and he doesn't, you know what I mean? And he yeah. he, he gets kind of weird. I and think then that he gets... definitely changes him. He he, yeah. he he becomes a lot more, uh, you know, in a way likable, more real. You know, he's not just this blowhard like you said. You know, so. he's not making his Schrader brow in the garage. Schrader brow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a uh, it's a great nope. show. You know, this and Dexter. You know, both. You know, and I and I still, you know, I think I think Walter White. I think I think you know Brian Cranston playing Walter White in that show. I think he is kind of still an anti-hero. You know, he starts out with trying to do things. You know, what he thinks are for the right intentions, but eventually it becomes for his own, you know, ego and and you know his own justification. But I mean, it's um, you know, it's just a it's just a fantastic show. And yeah. uh, if you My you know if you enjoy good drama and if we haven't completely spoiled it for you and you've never seen it, you know, I I, I think you'd still you know be amazed by it and uh yeah. do you think the i don't i don't i mean when i watch it i don't feel it should have ended any other way uh no i things... think that finale was perfect i mean i've heard people you know i think brian and i've heard from a few other people you know felt a few different things like they wanted it to be more or bigger and i'm like really well the what, show what, was what, never what, you know well, what i mean well what else i mean that see that that's that's a classic thing that other shows would do that you shouldn't do you yeah. know what I mean? This is the way it should it should end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it it's not gonna you know go out with you know everyone's gonna be fine and they're all gonna go off to Tahiti together or something like that or whatever. It's um, this the is, show has never you know. been about big things. Like the big things happen, but it's not like there's ever been an episode of Breaking Bad that was like fight, gun fights the whole episode. Like yeah. you know what you know what happens like where they had the thing with Gus where they blew up. Uh, yeah, where he blew up Gus and half his face is blown off, which is oh. one of the coolest things I've ever seen on television. Yeah, um, they did these things that kind of ended episodes in big ways. Yeah, but it was never like the whole show, and I didn't think that the finale should be him somehow becoming, uh, you know, Heisen Rambo and like <laughs> right you know charging I mean? in there with like two so, machine guns in each hand, yeah, or whatever. The, yeah, the, the the beats that it ended that the show ended some of the characters with was him telling Skyler. He says, why I did it. And she says, mm-hmm. if I have to hear one more time. And he says, no, no, she wait. She says, no, you know. I did it for me. I yeah. did it because I liked it. And, and I then he got good. to go in and, you know, you know, see his little girl one yeah. last time. And he saw, you know, he saw Walter Jr. He saw Jr. coming home from school and all that little stuff. I mean, they just had a lot of little things. You know, he got he got to, you know, sort of stick it to his old business partners. And, and no, they just, everything was, was basically, you know, perfect in a way. And I had a feeling he was going in there. He was more than happy to kill Jesse. And then when he sees the state of him, he realizes what's happened. And maybe there, that last. Do you think little... he? No, wait. That's interesting. Do you really think he was? He wanted to kill Jesse. At oh, that point? Absolutely, absolutely. Really? 
Why? He, why? Though, I'll tell you why. Point? Because don't you think he had changed and shifted a little bit at the very end there? Though know, he protects because, Jesse, like, though. Well, 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 he wasn't. He th- well, here's the thing. He may have changed, but what what you what I realize is the whole time he's up in the cabin, he figures Jesse's dead. Because remember, in in, in the desert, he, they're like, "We'll find him," and he's like, "Found him." They pull him out, and he's like, he's expecting fully expecting that they're just going to take him off and kill him. He makes sure to stick that last little knife in, saying, "I watched yeah. your girlfriend die." And then, as, as far well, as he then, knows, then yeah, yeah. As far as he knows, I assume he knows that Jesse's just been killed by those, by Uncle Jack, and uh, that's that. And then, well, when, you know, th- that's, then when he that's finds funny. Out, Maybe yeah, I um, hmm. the, the blue when he finds out the blue meth is still being made, and like, he's like, I he he talks to Skinny Pete and Badger, and he's like, yeah, I hear there's still blue meth on the streets, and they're like, well, we thought you were doing it, and he's like, Pinkman. Right, and he has like that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think that he figured that they were partnered up, and when he sees that Jesse's a mess, like all scarred up, he had no way of knowing that Jesse was imprisoned. I think that when he sees Jesse, oh yeah, there's a little something that comes over them, over him, and he he jumps on him to protect him from the because he knows that thing's gonna yeah just just destroy that room, and he takes the bullet basically that would have killed Jesse. I think that. It was his last heroic thing, which was yeah. You know, I, uh, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, and then also the the, the other factor I didn't really think about till right now was he he wants him brought in there. Yes, he does. So that would be putting him in harm's way anyway, right? So yeah. so basically, like, well, why would he do that? It, the only thing I thought of besides putting him in harm's way that he needed to use him as a distraction. Sure. So so he used him to pretend like they were going to get into a little fight. He jumps on him, knocks him to the ground. Yeah, maybe I just have to watch that little bit again and see if his reaction okay. when he when he first sees him, if he's truly like, does he change face from like I want to kill you to there you know, is a sad something. eyes or something like that or I don't know something like. Well, even while yeah. even I've read an interview since that Brian Cranston oh. says. That you know that was the intention that he gets to see Jesse and he and he had a little bit of a moment between the two of them. He was able and he to just couldn't of, do it. He just he just right. like I, I you know that, I know you sure. screwed me over. I know you I know you spoke you know you you basically ratted me out. You know in a way he could blame Jesse for what happened to to Hank, um, but then at the very end you know everything they'd gone through together, you know but, he he couldn't do it. He just I don't think the finale though. Um, I loved it. I thought it was a perfect ending. I mean, yeah. having seen so many other endings like The Sopranos, which oh, doesn't Oh, well, end. yeah. I mean, there's just, you know, they they, this, they wrapped it up pretty darn tight and pretty well. You know? But it's not the best episode of the series. It's not the best oh, episode no, of the no, season. Oh, no, no, no. And I the knew that wouldn't... That's that's o- what... Yeah, go ahead. Was was Ozymandias, which was two episodes prior, which is one where Hank gets killed, where everything kind of yeah, comes Yeah, I think that's the hard thing about it, you know, when, when yeah. a show... I thought it was good, and I think the same thing happened with Dexter in the finale a little bit. I think people expect... See, truthfully, I think they did it perfect with Breaking Bad, where they peaked out like on a roller coaster, and then they had an episode. It's a solid, good episode, but the finale, in a way, to me, shouldn't be this big... Like like a finale in in fireworks, when you go see fireworks. Okay, the finale is just, we shoot everything off. Everything's going crazy. I don't think that's the best way to do it. I think no, you, the wrap up. I well, I think it needs to be a little bit. It needs to be true to the show, and it needs to be solid. But you don't shoot every firework off. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't do crazy stuff. Like you said, the Rambo thing of Walt running in there with, <laughs> you know, do, I'm like, come on, really? You know, and, and, and I've seen other shows do that where it's like, no, no, just, just, just wrap things up for us. Okay. Yeah. It's so, okay to end your show. You don't have to, but I mean, I don't know. That I think some Ozzy people expect it to be this so monster. Crazy. Yeah. That, that one re- was like when everything came unraveled on, on, on that two episodes prior to the finale, that to me, I said, I've just seen the best hour of television I think I'm ever going to see. I've never seen yeah, that well, much drama, yeah. and it was so jammed in there. And then that next one, which was him in the cabin, which sort of brought you to the f- flash forwards, yeah, was a really a little cool bit of a breather. Yeah. It was a great way for 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 the character to go through, you know, dying of cancer, and for you to sort of come get caught up. Were you still uh, with, feeling? Did you still sort of feel bad for him, though, at the end a little bit? I mean, were you? Did you have sympathy for him, or did you? I always have sympathy for him because yeah. um, I, I feel like he started the way he started off. Yeah. Especially when he when I watched the first episode, like I said back to back, you see that he really was just a good father and 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 having a, a normal nice life, and then he has you know, a bunch of bad things. And of course he reacts maybe in a, in a horrible way, but of course you have sympathy for him. He is the protagonist. Yeah. And at the end, you know, when he's in his, in the lab and he's like, you know, he's oh, really, yeah. it's where he yeah. wants to be. Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, it's just, it was just to me the, the end. Um, yeah. I was sad. I will say that I didn't turn it off like happy, you know? I was oh yeah. Like, no, no, no. But it was, was but it was, it was like, you know, that, that just is, that's what happens, you know, when you, when you go down that path, eventually you're going to get bit, you know, and something's going to happen. But the, the other thing though, that I think this, these shows tell us, well, Dexter, I think is a little bit more out there, but you know, certainly Breaking Bad that, that I, I find about it is, is that, you know, you hear these stories in the news where like this guy does this or there's somebody, you know, something, some crimes or some stuff goes on, but you know, that scene, like when Walt the, in the, you know, two episodes, like you said, the, uh, two episodes before the ending or whatever, where he runs in and he's trying to get his family. We need to get out of here and all that. And he says, we're a family. We need to stick together. And that's so classic of like a, a, a good guy gone bad. And, and the, yeah. the whole thing of, well, we interviewed the neighbors and, oh, he was always such a nice man. He would cut, you know, help me bring my groceries in. But it just shows how, how we're, you can't just say someone, oh, there's somebody in the news who did this and, oh, they must've been an awful person. Yeah. Uh, well, not you know they were maybe somebody who just tried maybe to do some good things and then some bad things started to happen and they you know couldn't get off that path and 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 that's that. So, uh, but we should probably wrap things up yeah. on our uh, crazy anti-hero uh, sci-fi, you know, <laughs> of Dexter, Breaking Bad, and then a whole bunch of other guys. But I mean, it's uh, it's a great topic and I I enjoy these kinds of shows and characters. You know, whether it is sci-fi or it isn't sci-fi. I mean, I don't. Uh, I'm not like those people on that fangasm show that only watch Star Trek and other, oh. you know. I can't watch that show, Chris. I can't. I can't do oh, it. I, it was on after Face Off. I, I, I can't do it. I've tried. It's, hor- it's horrifically I, I've tried. awful. I've tried. Oh, I mean, I just can't. I, I yes, I, I'll give you that. There are some fans out there that are like that. Do I want to watch a show about them? No, no, not really. No. It's just, it, it, you know, this this is the type of show where, you know, where women say, you know, when they say a certain movie or TV exploits them, well, this is exploiting geeks. And I, there, there, I've said, you know, this is I, not, it's exploiting us geeks. So um, this is the Alice Eve 
moment yes in, in star trek into darkness for geeks that i'm telling it I, is it, it's 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 oh, it's 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 boy. just so it, it makes it makes me it makes me just like cringe i oh, mean the I, guy was this you didn't see have you seen did you see any of it i've seen a the, little bit not not any, that, you know i couldn't the, watch i watched like you know i, I don't oh. i couldn't even quite make it through the first episode i watched the you star know, trek guy squeezing george takei's face yeah well so i saw that yeah and odd uh, and phony below and it's like um yeah, it, this is. I am not. This, this I work with a, a the bunch of. The question is: people. is it is it all staged or is it real? I, I, it, you know? It's got to be. It, most of these shows are, but this is the thing. Like I work with a bunch of guys that are most, for the most part, not sci-fi genre type fans. They're they're yeah. just like guy guys, you know. They're like so. My office is an anomaly, which is I have a, a Captain Picard stand up. I have all my a, a bunch of Star Trek guys up on my shelf because. They were given to me by my boss, some of them, and I'm just stuck them in my office. I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of funny to have. I didn't really plan turning my office into like a, a den. It's not. Yeah. Some people come in and are like, "What is this, uh, Captain? You know, Doctor Spock?" And I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> so like, they see stuff like that. Like, I know you guys love Breaking Bad. Or we're not Breaking Bad. Sorry, with Big Bang Theory and stuff. No, they see Big Bang Theory and they see my stuff and they assume that that's what my life is like. So that's why. Oh, I see rank- what you mean. Yeah, it yeah. rankles me a little bit because it's like, listen, you're you're you're. It's it's not only is it not you're, it's a stereotype, but it's not even an accurate stereotype. But that show, they'll see a show like that and they just figure that's what I do. I said, I if I met George Takei, which I've met him three You'd times, squeeze his I've face. Never, yeah, I've never squeezed his face. I had nice conversations with the man. Um, I'm able. I'm, I I have a, a family. I have I have a normal. What I usually life. find is is that people will once they, I, I I do this is my little way of doing it or whatever. It's not like I especially hide it, but usually people will get to know me to some level or degree before they learn about that part of oh, me. Yeah. And then once they see, oh, he's a pretty normal guy. He's got a wife, kids, family, house, job. Da 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 da. And but oh, he likes Star Trek a lot, or whatever, or Star Wars, or you know, he likes this kind of stuff. Like I ran into this guy at work, where the new place that I'm at, or not really so new anymore, since like five months now. But uh, and we just got talking at lunch one day, and he likes a lot of this kind of stuff too. And I just had no idea, but we kind of got to know each other before that. So it's I, I look at it like it's not the first thing you're presented with. Unlike when that fangasm crap show. They throw it in your face in, in the first five minutes. You know what I mean? You don't really get to see these people. Like, let's say you show these guys, oh, look, he's a lawyer. You know, like I have a good friend who's a big Star Trek fan, and he's a lawyer and, you know, wears a suit and tie every day to work and does law and stuff like that and then just enjoys watching Star Trek or whatever, too. You know right. what I mean? But it, this is this is the, this becomes their whole aspect. This is all you see. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to know who that so, show is for. That's that's what I look at. I go. I don't know. It's just funny. It I think people just it, it, it's they think geeks will watch it and laugh at it, or or think, oh yeah, I'm just like that. Or some of us maybe watch it out of just some kind of crazy like when you when you go and people want to see an accident you know happen like oh my god this is so bad I just have to watch it yeah and then maybe I'm not those people don't exist I maybe mean, there's people out there like your friends who will watch it and just sort of poke fun at it and like look at that nerd or whatever but then I, I, don't know. I get irritated because then I'm getting shrapnel from something I have no part of yeah like, you know, but if they just... really know you I don't think it matters at that point and to me at least I I, I you know what I mean yeah. and if they if they really you know I don't know. I, I don't know. I, like, don't, I don't know. I, I just anyway. I know that those people exist. I've been to enough Star Trek conventions. Yeah, yeah. And I've been to enough conventions where people get up and ask Marina Sirtis about her 
what it was Counselor. like to beam down. That's a yeah, good one. Or, that's, or that's just a good some one. absurd thing like that. In this episode, what was Counselor Troy thinking? And she's like, think says whatever uh, you know. Ronald D. Moore told me to think or, or say. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, they can't separate actors. the you know that that right. classic of they can't separate you know this is TV versus reality type of thing. And then, and those people are sort of like you know maybe they have Aspergers or something. They don't say yeah. they have trouble with separating reality. But like you know, it's it's okay to be a, like I say to them. I am a very big sports fan. I'm a huge New York Giants fan. This is a bad year to be one. But I am enthusiastic about them. I'm enthusiastic. But I said to my, my, my boss who was new, new, I started working with, he was sort of noticing all my stuff yeah. in my office. And I was telling him, I said, I'm also, there's more to me. I said, I'm also, you know, telling about sports and I like you know, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. no, I read, but I read a lot of stuff. I'm into history. I'm a big history nerd. I said, I get as excited about a new Superman movie as I do about the Giants being in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I said, so yeah. really, it's just passion for something that you're interested yeah. in. Well, I said, and I yeah. think that that's always... I like to I, I like to fight the stereotypes, too, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, we're, we're socially functional geeks, you know, that whole thing, you know, where we can go out there and this isn't our end-all, be-all. What I've noticed over the years, and then we gotta wrap, we'll wrap up the yeah, at we'll least recording <laughs> part, but, you know, I've gone to conventions and we were going to do a con... Uh, con. <laughs> we were going to do a convention podcast, or we will sometime, but uh, maybe when I get back from that Austin Comic Con. But uh, the what what I noticed what what has been happening though is that the percentage of what I call the extreme geeks versus the average everyday, we just sort of enjoy this, but you wouldn't be able to pick us out of a crowd type of thing. It, it, it used to be a lot more the other way, it, it, I think, and now it's become just you know pretty mainstreamed to a degree ubiquitous yeah. yeah and i think there's so many more people who like this stuff obviously a lot of these things are making a very you know huge amount of money i mean you know run down the you know top box office hits of the top 10 of the last year of any year of the last decade or more and i guarantee you that most of them will be sci-fi or fantasy type things or comic yeah. book or whatever you want to categorize that as but you know uh, so you know there's a lot more than just us going to see these movies and tv yeah. shows so and there's nothing wrong with getting joy out of something you you know what I mean? Like passion, I think what would life be if you didn't have passion about I just think something? it's always funny where where somebody will go see like the Avengers, you know, or the Superman movie. And and then they'll then they'll still say like they'll be like those guys in your office, they'll go like, "Well, I'm not a geek." Well, you just went to see the Avengers, so you're a little bit of a geek, I think. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Yeah, a bit they don't want to street. admit it. They don't want to admit it like like it's some kind of like disease or something i know it's so you know they'll go so see weird. those movies and i'm like well i didn't know you like comic books well, well i don't well you just went to see the avengers and guess what that was a comic book for about 50 years before they did the movie you know it's oh you, okay just, you know one thing to, to before we wrap up to, to touch on what you and, and and jen and angela were talking about in the last podcast when you when finding other geeks used to be so hard i remember like in school like when I would have like an X Men comic out or something, and I would be drawing Wolverine sort of surreptitiously, like you know, under my arm, because you know I didn't want to get picked on by a football player or something. And somebody would see it, like eventually, like you know, you bond with it. You'd find one person that was watches Star Trek or reads comic books, and then all of a sudden that was like some a friend you made, you know what I mean? But it wasn't like yeah, there wasn't Facebook groups for like Southwest Florida geeks. You know, mm -hmm. or like, uh, you know, it just it's just so much. I think I'm jealous of people 
uh, who can, you know, I'm jealous of myself now. I mean, yeah. I've made so many friends just like through this podcast and everything that, you know, we, I like wouldn't this stuff. Made. Yeah. Yeah, like that, and we get together, and we find yeah. out, hey, you know, you're interested in that too. Oh, I love that too. Like Rick Moyer, the way we became friends was over Planet of the Apes. You said, you said to me, you go, hey, Rick Moyer really loves Planet of the Apes. You guys, if you want to do something on Planet of the Apes, you should do it with Rick. And that was so. Mm-hmm. That was like yeah. the first time I ever really talked to him. We became great friends from that. So it's yeah. like, no, you know, it's it's a, it's a cool uh, it's a cool way to to meet to to to, to yep. getting common interests, friends. It's great. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to ramble. Anyway, <laughs> that's late. all right. All right. Well, it was a good. Uh, it was a good talk. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I hope. Hopefully, this is a, you know, kind of a different podcast for this week. But I, you know, we definitely wanted to talk about this stuff, and uh, hopefully, you got all of our spoiler warnings. And I'll put another huge one at the very beginning. I'll record a separate little thing just to make sure. But uh, you know, it's nice to talk about stuff when it just ends. You know, we could have certainly waited some time, but it, it's kind of fun to talk about when it's pretty fresh in our heads. So um, that's it for this week, uh, everyone. Uh, I'll be back next week. I think I'm covering a Enterprise episode. Yeah, I think so. Kind of more of a an average everyday Treks and sci-fi. So thanks, Chris. It was a good talk. No yeah, always fun. Always fun. Yep, and we'll be back again. I'm sure sometime in the future. And either for a convention talk where we want to talk about all our horror convention stories. <laughs> not, a hor- not horror conventions, but but stories at conventions of, that were kind of horrific or, like you said, the, the people. Who, there's always someone who gets up in the crowd who asks the question, like, really? Really? Can you ask the question of maybe they're the person who's running the line and say, is that an appropriate question or not? Yeah, where everybody in the audience is doing the Picard face palm. Yes, exactly. Go, oh. All right. All right, well, we're out of here. Hang on, Chris, for a minute, but uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye. You got to say hasta la vista. Say it. Oh, 
Hasta la vista. Hey, this was a fantastic time tonight, I uh, think. Uh, Antiheroes, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arnold, I, I was like an anti-hero before anyone was, right? Yeah, I was Conan. Conan's anti-hero, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh.